0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of For the Good Ministry. Over to you, honey. It's like a news weather channel. Alright, honey. What's the news?
1: Happy Wednesday. Yep. Um, what is the news?
0: This this episode will be coming out uh on February. 19th i think
1: that's kind of far from now i don't think that hold on
0: well it's gonna it's no
1: it comes out on valentine's day oh really happy valentine's day yeah
0: so it's the this is the wednesday after uh our premarital yeah yeah
1: well yeah so we have it this coming friday and saturday Mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah we would have just yeah we do that the weekend before valentine's day How cute.
0: Yeah. And it was, it's, it's as a group too. I think, uh, I was kind of like drawn back when John was like, oh yeah, it's like a group thing in our Mm -hmm. church. And I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. And he was like, oh dude, it's not lame.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was like, it's not what you think. It's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of excited because I feel like you and I have had like a lot of conversations that they typically do in premarital. Mm -hmm. Like we've already covered it. Like Asher and I looked up some questions and we had already like pretty much talked about everything.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for it. And then that Friday is the men's conference thing. It seems like a fun time. Yeah. It's just three hours long.
1: Well, I'm sure they probably feed you. yeah. And there's like five speakers or yeah. something.
0: And I don't, I don't mind going by myself. That's not going to affect me at all.
1: Yeah. But it would be nice if you went with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I can sit by myself. That's what I did for a very long time at Hope City. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That church I went to in Houston, I sat by myself. Well, Tino would go with me most Sundays... But then when he moved to Austin, because that was like four or five months before I moved,
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: went every single Sunday by myself. It's kind of weird.
1: Hey, I had to do it at some point. My mom ended up joining me, but there for a while, I would just go by myself.
0: Yeah. It's kind of peaceful, but then sometimes you're like, dang, I kind of wish.
1: Yeah. Because there's times where like they will say something and you want someone there with you where you can be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like... I tell you all the time, like I'm like, oh, honey.
0: Yeah, and you know, I've never had that except when I started going to church with you. Yeah. Because with people I did go to church with, I wasn't saved yet. Yeah. So I didn't feel this like Holy Spirit conviction.
1: Or you didn't like fully understand. Yeah, the or message. I just didn't understand. Yeah. And also
0: another thing was when we would talk about like a marriage series or something, mm-hmm. and I'm over there like single, like facing rejection. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm just going to sit through it.
1: Yeah. Those messages are not fun.
0: Yeah, the marriage ones?
1: Yeah. Or just like when they convict you and they're like, you're not focusing on the right thing. Like, you're not focusing on God. You're idolizing yeah. their relationship. Yeah. I remember I got a lot of those Yeah. Mm-hmm. when I was single. Yeah. And I was like, oof.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, this is not in any way related to our message today but since we're on this topic yeah uh those messages where it's like you're not focused on uh you know you're idolizing their relationship you're not focusing on god single people hate hearing that they really do i hated it i was like but y'all don't understand like i am so lonely yeah and alone every single day like it's easier for you guys to say this because you're married yeah. Like, and I, and that I would always just... They were like, just don't have sex before you're married. And it's like, dude, you're married. It's easy for you to say that. And you had sex before you before you got married. Because you and your wife weren't saved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's like... I don't know. Those messages used to really, like... Not, like, ick me. But yeah. almost, like, piss me off in a way. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's so easy for y'all to say this. Yeah. Because you had sex before you were married. And also... You are married, so you're never going to be alone ever again. Yeah. And it's like, and you're telling me, just don't feel lonely. And it's like, dude, yeah. you know, but they're right.
1: Yeah. They <laughs> that's are, the
0: thing. They're right. They're because right. now I'm sitting in, in, in the shoes I am now. And then the second Michelle and I both, because we didn't know each other, but the second Michelle and I really started focusing on God and nothing else, that's when the Lord presented each of us mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. Because if... We say this all the time, but if God would have presented me, Michelle, a couple weeks even mm-hmm. before, I don't really know yeah. if it would have been the right time, Yeah, honestly. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. what, what were you going to say?
1: I think it's also hard for those people that are like, I, I had a person in my life that like struggled with this and it was like the whole, well, how am I supposed to be in love with God if I can't see him? Or like hug him or like, you know, like a lot of times in the world, it's like you don't want to feel lonely because you want to like have them like actually there. And like, yes, we have his presence, but like he's not sitting on the couch with you right now. Yeah, You know, like it's it's harder for people to like focus on their relationship with the Lord and like actually feeling him like Mm -hmm. we feel him like we feel a spirit. And like when I listen to a worship song, I like start crying and get like. Tingles, and I'm like, he's here, Mm -hmm. like he's living inside me, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's totally different because, like, you and I, like, I can hug you and I can give you a kiss and I can like give you that affection that'll make you feel loved. Mm -hmm. And God can't do that with us. Yeah. So it is hard, but they're all right. And yeah,
0: they're all right. And it really sucks hearing those messages.
1: It does. Yeah, it does.
0: And even on that point, I know. In the future, Michelle and I are probably going to hear messages about marriage where we don't want to hear. Yeah. Where it's like, you need to fix this and this and this in your marriage. And we're like, like, you don't
1: understand. Yeah.
0: And then we're going to say like, you understand this has happened. It's yeah. like, well.
1: They do understand. <laughs> they do understand. And they know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's, that's how we're going to start this episode. That was a little side tangent. Yeah. <laughs> little, little side piece or. Yeah. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> not side piece, side, side combo.
1: Yes. Side conversation. Um,
0: I mean, honestly, it kind of could tie into today's message. Yeah. It could. It could. Um, when yeah. it comes to deception and stuff.
1: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Here we go. So, what are we going to talk about
0: today, honey? We're going to talk about fighting the lies of the enemy. Yes. we wanted to talk about this for a very long time. And to my single people out there, the lies of the enemy will not go away when you find that person. Nope. They will not go they away. will just change yeah they will just change and alter throughout your relationship mm-hmm. and I wish I could sit here and say, "Oh man, I don't believe any of the lies of the enemy, yeah, I have definitely believed some, yeah, and probably will for the rest of my life unfortunately mm-hmm. but that's why it's so important for us to be surrounded by the Word of God and people that are that are filled with the Holy Spirit but this is a this is a really really good topic and I think y'all are going to take a lot from it. Yeah. Again, Michelle and I have little little things. Yeah. written down. I have I think one sentence. Mhm. <laughs> Michelle has like three bullet points. We've just been really enjoying seeing where God takes these episodes mm-hmm. and us not like script things out because again, this is kind of a side side conversation, but as of recently, Michelle and I have really just fell back on the Holy Spirit more than anything for these episodes. And we're not trying to write messages with our flesh. Mm-hmm. We're trying to speak or let God speak through us through these episodes.
1: Yeah. And, and we're trying to ha- let him tell yeah. us what to talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of times we would ask you guys and it's helpful. Yeah. Right? It's we want We want to cater to yeah. our audience, but it got to the point where it was like, we were listing things off before we would film and it was like, okay, do you want to talk about any of these? And then it was like, well, I don't know. Let's just pick one. Mm -hmm. And now the past couple episodes, it's been like, what, what should we talk about? And it's always timely to either something that we're going through.
0: I was just about to say that. a mess.
1: Like this morning, what, which we've talked about this topic before. And we ended up choosing something else because it was more timely to what we were going to talk about. And, uh, Today, I just read a story and I was like, wow, okay, more people need to like understand that like there is an enemy at work Mm -hmm. and we're at war, right? So.
0: Yeah. And also the topics that the Lord gives us, 99.9% of the topics that he gives us is something that Michelle and I have already faced Mm -hmm. and God allows for that thing to happen so we can teach you guys. Yeah. And so... As we're speaking about whatever we have gone through on whatever topic we're talking about, we usually get revelations while talking about it. Mm -hmm. So not only are Michelle and I learning, y'all are also gathering what we're learning on the spot. Right. (laughs) Which is really cool. Yeah. That's something that uh, a couple weeks ago when I posted a YouTube video, he was just like, talk about this topic. Mm -hmm. And he was like, don't prepare anything. Yeah. And then I prayed for like 30 minutes and then I sat and talked for about 30 minutes. I had nothing prepared mm-hmm. and it was the best video I've put out in mm-hmm. a very long time. <laughs> it's because I leaned on him and not myself. Yeah. But let's get into it, honey. Let's crank this thing out.
1: <laughs> you want to start with like the anchor verse for this episode? Oh yeah, Do you sure. You want to read it to me?
0: Sure, yeah. Are you staring at how handsome I am? Oh,
1: goodness.
0: honey. <laughs> Chill out. You're so
1: handsome. Chill
0: out. Chill out. All right. So anchor verse for this episode is 1 Peter 5, starting at verse 8. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith remember that your family of believers all over the world is getting through the same kind of suffering you are Mm -hmm. here we go
1: so first little bit of encouragement from that verse Mm -hmm. is it's going to happen Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's encouraging i guess it's more so like
0: i think it's encouraging because it's like oh the devil's fighting me cool that means he knows i'm powerful you know,
1: it's yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a uh, compliment.
0: Yeah. And and here's the thing also is you don't get attacked if you're not a believer. Yeah. You're already living in what Satan wants you to live in. Yeah. So why would he, why would he attack you more when you're already doing it to yourself? They're not
1: necessarily getting attacked. It's just that their sin is getting worse. Yeah.
0: And that's yeah, I, like that's, the, I just caught that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not prepared. I yeah. literally just caught that. Yeah. And what, what I caught was if you do not have the Holy Spirit within you, mm-hmm. you're not going to get attacked mm-hmm. because you're already living in what Satan wants you to live in, which is sin. Mm-hmm. Sin is you just literally pushing yourself farther away from God. So if mm-hmm. you're already doing that, the enemy doesn't need to attack you. Yeah. Why would he? He's going to be wasting energy. Exactly. Think about it. Yeah. He didn't attack
1: Job because he was living in sin. He attacked Job because he was a righteous man. Yeah,
0: exactly. And if you're a believer, be prepared. You're going to get attacked a lot because, Mm -hmm. again, the enemy wants you to fall away from God. And God obviously wants you to draw nearer to him. Mm -hmm. So as you're drawing nearer and nearer to him, Satan's going to use tactics to push you farther and farther away from Mm -hmm. him. So, yeah, if you're getting attacked, congratulations. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. You did you did a good job.
1: That that is one way to look at the cup half full mm-hmm. instead of half empty.
0: Yeah. And also some encouragement in that verse is you're not the only one that's getting attacked. Mm-hmm. It says all of the family of believers mm-hmm. are getting attacked in the same way. So More than likely, if you're getting attacked in some certain way in your relationship, at your job, whatever it may be, talk to other fellow believers about it because they've probably gone through the same thing. Yeah. That's when
1: community is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, I'm feeling this way. I heard Sadie Robertson talk to Maddie Pruitt on her podcast and she opened up to her about something that she was struggling with online, just like comments of mean people. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm letting it bother me. This sucks. And Mm -hmm. Maddie was like, oh, I've been there. And she opened up to her about oh, it. Oh, I bet
0: Maddie's gotten bashed on oh, the internet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Especially yeah. Especially with The Bachelor because she was like, no, I'm not sleeping with you. Yeah. And that was a huge thing. Well,
1: and then all, of course, on the flip side, all the Christians were like, why are you on this worldly TV show exactly. in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But she's like, I'm casting my light, you mm-hmm. know? Exactly. Like, yeah. why not? Now,
0: she is in a great relationship oh, with her husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my but goodness.
1: on that episode, it was so... It was so good because Sadie was like, hey, as a friend, like this is what I'm struggling with. And Maddie was like, I've been there and I want you to know that it's lies Mm -hmm. and like just like reiterated God's word. Right. And they talked about that as well. Like if you're ever having a doubt, you're just like, okay, false. This is actually what it says, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. which we'll get into all of that, but That's really, really good.
0: Yeah. You know what's cool about that verse, honey? Yeah. Is the devil is described as a lion. Yeah. What would you do if you saw a lion? I would freak out. You would freak out and run. Yeah. Notice how in that verse, Paul says, stand firm and don't run. Yeah. It's like God's word.
1: What did Daniel do? And
0: Jesus, he stood firm. Imagine how strong his word is and how firm the Holy Spirit is. That in scripture, it says, don't run. Mm-hmm. Please don't run. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you're probably going to give the devil the upper hand.
1: Exactly. Oh, my goodness. There are so many stories coming to me right now in the Bible. We could talk about Daniel and the lion's den. We can talk about Shadrach, Sh- Meshach, Sh- Shadrach and
0: Meshach, and Abednego. Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. The three guys got thrown into the furnace. Yeah. Right? And the guy was like, well, if you if I throw you in here, like... You're going to burn up. Yeah. And, and they were like, no, no, no. no the Lord, like, the yeah. Lord's going to... The Lord's going to save us. And Mm -hmm. they literally walked out. And they walked out.
0: Nothing. Nothing. No flames.
1: They were like, test me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know what my God's capable of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, so when I read that verse, it's very much attached to Matthew 4. Yes. As well. Yes. 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 When it says, stand firm. Mm -hmm. This, this may, may upset a lot of people. That's okay. Because as I was preparing for this. I got hit with something. In America, specifically, a lot of times we are deceived by the enemy because Satan knows the Bible better than us. Mm -hmm. In Matthew 4, the devil tells Jesus, well, this is what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus says, does it really now?
1: Well, what does he always start his sentences with? Who? Jesus. Anytime the devil has tried to attack him in scripture, his reply is, It is written Mm -hmm. and then he fights back with scripture.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read like a little bit of Matthew four for you guys. So this is Matthew four, starting at verse three. It says during that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm hmm. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you're the son of God, jump off for the scripture say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. And if you just see, this is the thing, though, is like with that little, little part, Satan will literally do that to us. Mm-hmm. They're like, but this is what it says though. So it's okay. But then Jesus responds with the scripture also says, you must not test the Lord, your God. Mm -hmm. That's what the scriptures also say. Right. So it's like, Two things can be true. Yeah, the scriptures say that. Right. You are correct. Right. And you haven't read the whole thing. Right. You're leaving a huge part out.
1: Right. This is, oh my gosh, we can use this for so many examples. People use that argument for so much. Like, we're supposed to be a light in the world. We're supposed to share the gospel. But then it's like, okay, but it also says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Mm -hmm. So you hang around people that are sinning. Yeah. And saying that you're spreading the gospel to them, but you're sinning with them. Yeah. Okay. Like you can use that that same thing where it's like, well, yeah. actually, scripture also says yeah. this.
0: Jesus sat around sinners, so I can too. It's like, what was Jesus trying? So Jesus was getting drunk with those people. Exactly. Come on it's now. Like Let's be that's, honest.
1: <laughs> that's when people say Jesus would be flipping over tables yeah. that you are sitting in. Yeah.
0: It's 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 weird because it's like we read stuff like. Matthew 4 and we see Satan tempting or telling Jesus half the scripture and then we read half the scripture right <laughs> instead of reading everything yeah it's like
1: uh, people take so many verses out of context yeah it's
0: like why are we learning from Satan he yeah. sucks
1: yeah. <laughs> he, yeah he sucks eggs he knows scripture yeah he doesn't know yeah scripture he knows
0: scripture he doesn't understand it
1: yes like, tr- yeah, truly yeah. understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are going to church and reading their Bible that aren't filled with the Spirit. And they do that same thing. Mm-hmm. They use scripture to literally fight with other people. And it's like, that's not what scripture's for. God yeah. didn't give us scripture to use it as a defense to other people as arguments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are we supposed to use it when people try to come against us? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We say, actually, no, this is what scripture says. But it's not like a. am in an argument with you and I'm like, well, you know, Jesus said like, you know, this or, or this. Yeah. And I get like sassy about it. And I'm like using it as like a weapon against you. Uh-huh. Like that's not what Scripture's supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Honey, the enemy... Deceives us by using only part of the scripture mm-hmm. and not using all of it. Yeah. Here's another example. Scripture says something about consuming God's creation. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I, I don't know the specific scripture. Okay. But people relay it back to weed. Uh, They're like, God created it. So why can't God I-?
1: created wine? God created grapes. and yeah. They knew how, like, they learned how to make yeah. wine back in the day, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's something that we're yeah. supposed to over Or
0: there may not be a scripture on it, for all yeah. I know. However, people are like, well, God created weed because mm-hmm. it's a plant, mm-hmm. so why can't I use it? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, you're being deceived, mm-hmm. literally. yeah, Because that's a little part yeah. of All of God's creation. Mm -hmm. One thing that God created and sent down to Earth was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's Jesus who says that. I think it's Paul, Um, where he says, "Actually, no, it may be in Proverbs where it talks about being sober-minded." First Peter. Oh, it's First Peter. Okay, so Paul wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh
1: wait, honey, you just read it.
0: Be sober-minded.
1: Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. <laughs> I was at the beginning of that verse.
0: Oh, yeah. It's in verse six, isn't it?
1: No, it's in verse eight, honey.
0: <laughs> it is?
1: Yeah.
0: What? It says be sober-minded?
1: Yeah. The ESV says be sober-minded.
0: You're talking about 1 Peter 5?
1: Yes. Be alert and of sober mind.
0: What does the rest of it say?
1: Second Timothy 4, 5 also says sober-minded, endure suffering.
0: Anywho's okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like the, I don't prepare for stuff, and the Lord just speaks Scripture through me without me even knowing it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So what I was saying is, is the devil will deceive them saying, well, God created this, mm-hmm. so it's not bad. Mm-hmm. However, you look at something like that Scripture, and it says be sober-minded, and it's like people will take soberness as just being drunk, Mm -hmm. because that's a whole nother way Mm -hmm. that the devil will deceive you. Mm -hmm. But sober minded literally just means not putting your mind, anything else with the word of God. Mm -hmm. That's what sober mind is. Mm
1: -hmm. Or letting anything like distract you from it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And God does not think that you are at a sober mind smoking weed. Yeah. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Zero. The, the enemy is going to deceive us by wanting us to use parts of scripture to justify mm-hmm. things that don't please God in his
1: eyes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I mean, yeah, he did that to Jesus mm-hmm. and he'll try to do it to us. So let's let's go into like the enemy's tactics mm-hmm. and like basically what he tries to do. Like mm-hmm. he tries to do a lot of things, yeah. right? But we'll focus on on some of them and we'll give you guys personal examples and then I'll go into um, some scripture, just a story in Isaiah that mm-hmm. um, really speaks on how the enemy works. Yeah. So uh, he puts suspicion, doubt, fear, and like theories about things in our mind so that we get distracted yeah, and that we're not focusing on Mm -hmm. truth.
0: Because yeah, that's that's the thing with the enemy is he can't change the truth. Right. Um, So that's when deception comes in. So usually it has to do with stuff of your past. Mm -hmm. So if you have felt insecure or maybe depressed and you know that doing XYZ lead you to feel less insecure or less depressed that is not filling yourself with the word of god mm-hmm. then he's going to want you to do that thing yeah and um we're not saying that like you knowing this he's gonna go away but we are saying that if you know how he operates then you'll understand how to fight it yeah you're gonna be able to fight it better
1: hmm yeah yeah
0: So, Michelle and I go through seasons. Michelle doesn't get as attacked as me, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But me, personally, I get attacked a lot on our relationship because Satan knows that I have suffered from rejection my whole life, and it isn't just rejection from girls that I've dated in the past. It's also rejection from family members and close friends of mine, and Satan knows that. Mm -hmm. So... You know, when I got on the internet on high school, you know, people are gonna put that rejection. oh, you're not gonna make it. Oh, what are you doing? Just focus on your studies, blah blah, blah, blah blah. And you know that that hurts coming from either a close friend or maybe a family member of yours, whatever it may be. I remember in college, I've never told you the story, honey. Here we go. So this was my junior year of college. Um, I was about to I was about to do my powerlifting meet. And we went to, we went to downtown, um, downtown Knoxville. I went to school at Tennessee. Those of y'all who don't know. And I remember I was vlogging that day Mm -hmm. and, um, we went to dinner. My mom was in town. We went to dinner. It was my mom, my sister, my brother. I think Bree was there too. I think Hunter's, uh, girlfriend, fiance now, uh, I think they were together already. Um, They were probably like eight months in maybe, but I remember getting there and I was vlogging and I was like, yeah, look at this food. It's great. Whatever it may be at the table. And I remember seeing, uh, my, my mom just giving me like the weirdest look. And it was like the like the whole rejection look like I can't believe like you're doing this in a public scene. I remember it's not on my YouTube channel anymore because I deleted it because I'm like, I don't want it was up for like maybe a month. And it was a video about me asking my mom how she felt that I was on the Internet Hmm. and she didn't like it. Hmm. Like every question I would ask her, she was like, I mean, it's whatever. Like, you know, just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work, but Mm -hmm. if you want to, you know, she's came around now. I'm not, I'm not shedding my mom in a bad light whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but that little event, Satan's still used to this day. Mm -hmm. Like he still uses it when I'm filming videos in the gym. Mm -hmm. Maybe when I come across someone new in my life, like either a friend or maybe a family member I haven't talked to in a while. And they're like, Hey What do you do? And I'm like, I'm on the internet. And it's like that still little bit of Satan using my past being like, you don't want to tell him that, dude. Yeah. You're going to get rejected. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. So I say all that because the beginning of our relationship, when Michelle and I were dating there would just be very little things, mm-hmm. <laughs> like very little things. And this is me just being completely vulnerable with all you guys because I know every guy struggles. Even some girls may struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Just be very little things. So I'll give you all a little bit of an example. I text Michelle. She doesn't text me back for 30 minutes something like that. In the past, whenever I would get that and people wouldn't text me back instantly, it would be that like, rejection feeling mm-hmm. and then satan attacks you with she's not the one dude she's just like the others mm-hmm. you know she's probably off doing something else her phone's probably right next to her as well mm-hmm. but she just doesn't want to text you back mm-hmm. it was weird because i was so sure that we were going to get married however he would still use that mm-hmm. and he uses his most best tricks against the people who are going to grow the kingdom the most yeah and i First off, I'm very thankful I didn't listen to any of that. But what was really cool is that we would talk about it. Yeah. Like we were very open saying, dude, Satan's attacking me a lot with this. Mm -hmm. I need you to help me with this. Mm -hmm. And one thing that Michelle helped me with early on in our relationship was reassurance. Mm -hmm. She knew everything about the women that I've dated in the past. Mm -hmm. She knew all about my family. Mm -hmm. And so... She would tell me how appreciative she is of me. She would tell me how handsome I was. She would tell me I how still much say that. you do. What do you you mean say was? it. All. You're still handsome. Yeah, you say it a lot. But she would just give me that reassurance. That I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. And she would give me that reassurance. And the more she would reassure me, the more of the enemy would flee. Mm-hmm. Now it's not going to ever be gone completely because mm-hmm. it's something that's happened in my past. You know, I've had to deal with it. But yeah, honey, I I remember. It was before I got saved um, way before you and I like knew each other at all. Mm-hmm. It was before I started posting Jesus content on the internet. Mm-hmm. I was dating this girl and I thought that she was the one but honey, she wouldn't reply to my text messages until like a day later mm-hmm. And every time we would hang out we were like we were great. Mm-hmm. like we'd have a great time. we'd go on a great dates stuff like that and it's like the enemy used that. Because mm-hmm. he was like, you thought she was the one, yeah, and look what happened. Now yeah. she's not replying, yeah. So I guess you're just gonna be single forever. If you listen to the lies of the enemy, you're going to completely mess God's will for your life.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Because if I would have listened to, oh man, you know she's just not replying, mm-hmm. and her phone's pro- because. If you're not replying to someone for a day, mm-hmm. you're just not interested. Yeah. Right.
1: I can't even not see you for a day. Yeah. Let alone not talk to yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like if if you didn't reply to me in twenty minutes, now now I don't care. You cannot reply to me for seven hours. Well, actually okay, hold on. When you were at brunch the other day, that freaked me out.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you were was, at brunch for was, six
0: and a half hours. <laughs> no,
1: it was not that long.
0: It was eleven to four thirty.
1: No, it was eleven to three. <laughs>
0: no yes, no was.
1: honey yes it was
0: oh was it yeah i thought it was four thirty when you no. came back because i was like I we left, gotta eat dinner
1: i left a little after three i was there for a long time i went to brunch with these women that i've never met before yeah
0: and they well, were from a life group yeah. at
1: church and we just mm-hmm. ended up having really good conversations yeah. for a really long time
0: and the the thing with that though is it was like she's leaving me no it wasn't that it was I hope she's not kidnapped Yeah, <laughs> and she just left her phone at the brunch place because obviously I have your location and everything. Yeah. Um, I was. Okay. Yeah. I know you were okay. And I, yeah. I texted her. I texted you at one and I said, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. And you're like, I'm good.
1: I was like, I'm okay. Yeah. but We're and still the, talking. And
0: then I was like, okay, hopefully see her soon. Nope. Two and a half hours go by. Still haven't seen her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, when I came back, Oh my goodness. I missed you so much. I think yeah. it was just the fact that I knew that you were at my apartment and like waiting for me. And I was like, oh, I just want to go get him a hug. Yeah. I just want to go see him. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so
0: that's what I was saying is just if I would have, if I would have listened to the enemy say, hey man, you know, that girl doesn't love you. You know, she's just stringing you along. And then when she finds someone better, you know, then you're going to be heartbroken again, and you'll go through the same loop. If I were to listened to that, mm-hmm. then y'all wouldn't be hearing me right now. We wouldn't have this ministry. Yeah. We wouldn't be getting married, and yeah. my life would probably be a lot worse. <laughs> and that's the, that's, that's the thing is the enemy will tell you lies that will make you sound reassuring in the moment, mm-hmm. but will never play out to what God has planned for your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made sense. This, this is what I'm saying when I'm like, I think I have some, like, word messed up thing in my brain. Where it's like, I hear the words in my brain, but then when I start to speak them, it just, like...
1: Your brain's moving faster than yes. how fast you can get the words out. Yeah. So they get jumbled sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. And I
0: just get too excited yeah. sometimes. So I need to, like, take time to process it. It's okay. um So, yeah, it looks good in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it wouldn't play out right right and like in the same way in matthew 4 satan says well if you jump the angels are gonna catch you Mm -hmm. and it's like "Eh, i don't know about that Mm -hmm. sounds reassuring in the moment Mm -hmm. in the same way when you know the devil was saying it's okay if she leaves you because then you'll be single again and it's like, eh, it sounds good in the moment until it's not. Yeah. All right, honey, go ahead. I was talking yeah. for a while. <laughs>
1: no, that's okay. That was really good. I have a
0: lot more stories, too. That's just, that's the first big thing that got just shoved in my face. Yeah. Right when her and I started talking because it was like, it's way too good to be true. Mm-hmm. I actually can't believe this is mm-hmm. happening.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's still, like, too good to be true. Yeah. But go ahead, honey. Yeah. Spit it.
1: I, like Asher said, I don't really get attacked as much as he does, but, um, I got, I got attacked a little bit at the beginning and I think it was just because I've heard a lot of things. Like I've heard like the whole, I've never met anyone like you and I want to spend forever with you and I want to marry you. And you know, I, I heard a lot of things, but it, it wasn't, because they actually wanted me, it was because they wanted something from me.
0: Yeah. So essentially, Michelle's been hollered at a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to make you my wife. She's heard that a lot. So when I told that to her, she was like, "Oh, is he just another one of them?"
1: Yeah, that's and what she's saying. I, was, she I w- yeah, <laughs> I was very honest and open with you. Yeah. And I was like, "You listen, I've been told a lot of things." And unfortunately, it has led me to not believe words and only look at actions. Mm-hmm. And now I believed the things that you were saying because you yeah. really didn't give me a reason not to. Yeah. But um, that's that's another reason why Asher was like, "Okay, I'm not messing around. Like when I tell you I want to marry you, I'm being serious." Yeah. And. The second visit that I came to see you, we went to go look at rings and you bought it two days after I left. Mm -hmm. Like you were, you were like pursuing me and you were like, I'm not messing around. Mm -hmm. Like this is, but that was obviously something that was like in the back of my mind. Like,
0: yeah. And also I I want, this is why it's so important to talk to your partner about what you're being deceived from. Deceived by. Deceived by, whatever. Because when I said... Uh, I bought Michelle's ring people are like wait you told her and I'm like yeah dude and they're like why oh, don't you want it to be a surprise blah, blah blah and I'm like no dude you have no idea like yeah. the conversations we've had yeah. she needs to know yeah you know because again if you wouldn't have known that right the f- thoughts could have kept on coming in yeah. you would have kept on fighting that battle and you're like ah oh, man like I know he's telling me the right things but like I don't know if he's actually Doing it exactly,
1: you know? and and who knows if I would have moved? Yeah, right. Because I told you. Yeah, I've always I always told myself I will never move somewhere yeah. with someone yeah. unless we're at least engaged. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you can tell me that you want to marry all, me all you want, but if unless yeah. you actually do it, then I don't believe you. Yeah, and so if you wouldn't have told me that, like who knows? We we would have never planned, like we had already talked about it, right? We, we went that Friday that I came to see you to go look at apartments and we found this area that we live in now. Right. And the day after that, we went to go look at rings and you were like, Hey, like I'm serious about this. Mm -hmm. Like I want to live in the same area with you and I want to get married. Yeah. Like I'm going to get a six month lease and I'm going to move in with you after six months and we'll get married. Like, You know, it was, if you wouldn't have told me that, like, who knows? And if you've heard our engagement story, then you already know this. But Asher also was, like, trying to get me to believe that he wasn't going to do it until we were here. Yeah. (laughs) But he's still, like, me telling him, like, I kind of want to be engaged before we move. Like, he ended up doing it right before we moved here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was important for her to say hey, I understand what you're saying about how much you love me and how much you want to pursue me, but I have heard this before. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I even told Michelle, I was like, hey, I've never told anyone this before. Mm-hmm. And even you said, yeah, people have said that to me too. I've
1: also said, Oh, yeah, I've also heard that part. And I
0: was like, really? Mm-hmm. And this in no way wanted me to like speed up the process yeah. or whatever. It was just me thinking like, dang some of these guys really suck out here mm-hmm. like i can't believe some people actually used to like say that to you and then not pursue it Yeah, because me truthfully have never said that to a woman
2: yeah yeah i've
0: maybe talked about it yeah but never like hey let's go look at rings yeah. wait why don't we like move closer to each other or right you know set a date you know i that's something i never talked about and so when people press me like don't you want it to be a surprise like Mm -hmm. she knows you have the diamond and I'm like yeah dude and it's like if you would have known the conversations we would have had you probably would have done the same thing yeah you know yeah so
1: that's just one way that like we used what the enemy was telling me to like for each other like to communicate that and like be open about it because it, the more you hold it in and try to fight it by yourself, especially when it has to do with your relationship yeah. and the person that you're with, it's just going to cause you to like fight on your own. And then in the future, you could take it out on that person, right? Mm-hmm. So say that I never said that to you and maybe you just continued to say those things and, and maybe we didn't get engaged when we did. I don't know if if that would have happened if we didn't have those conversations. God only knows. But let's say that we didn't have that conversation. And I wasn't like, hey, I've heard this before. Like I need, I need actions. And we were just talking and you were saying those things. And in my mind, I'm like, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. And it led me to like, believe them because Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to you about it and like get reassurance and actions Mm -hmm. from you. Right. Right. Who knows what would have happened? Yeah. But in
0: no way was it also like because people may think, oh, that sounds like kind of crappy. It's more of like an ultimatum thing. No, 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 no. It was just Michelle explaining to me her past. Yeah. In the same way, I wasn't telling Michelle, hey, I'm only going to be with you if you give me reassurance. Yeah. I was explaining to her, hey, the enemy sucks. And this is what he tells me.
1: There was no conversation about me being like, hey, Like, I did not tell you I'm not going to move unless we're engaged. Mm -hmm. I said, I've always said that I would like to be engaged before I move. And then at the end of that sentence, I said, but Mm -hmm. I know how much you love me and Mm -hmm. I know how much I love you and I know that we're going to be together. So I'm willing to move without a ring.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We've we had that conversation, right? It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't me giving you an ultimatum like. I don't know. I'm not going to believe anything that you say until you put a ring on it. It was I believe you. Mhm. I always believe everyone until they give me a reason not to. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, 100%. So, you didn't ever give me a reason not to believe you or trust you.
0: And that's why it, that's why it's so important to talk about, you know, you being deceived by the enemy with the people around you. Yeah. That's that's why it says in verse 9 in First Peter 5, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Mm-hmm. Like, in this letter, Paul writing to Peter, it's not like Paul is saying keep it in. Mm-hmm. It's not what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying people around here are going through the same thing. Why don't you talk to them about it? Right, yeah. Why would you want to keep it in? Yeah,
1: and another example was like when we moved here because Asher and I were always like just talking on the phone and FaceTiming and stuff. And the enemy, as soon as we moved here and we were hanging out all the time, was like, well, he's not going to like you now because he's around you all the time. And you saw my personality through FaceTime. Like oh, it yeah. wasn't anything new when like I moved here. It was just we got to spend more time together. Mm-hmm. So that was something else. It was like doubt about like me. It mm-hmm. was like you're like you're not worthy of this relationship or you're not going to be a good wife or you know it's like it's not me questioning anything about you it's always like he he's putting doubt in my mind about me yeah in this yeah and i know you've said that's happened to you before and it's been like almost like a defense mechanism of like well like leave before she does you know but yeah there's he's got tactics. Mm -hmm. So to talk about his tactics, I want to give an example of scripture because we've talked about personal examples, Mm -hmm. but uh, this is something that I read this morning and I just want to share it because it hit me really hard when I read about it um, and just opened my eyes to a lot about like, what the enemy's capable of. Okay, so I'm going to be in Isaiah 36. So there's a story in here. I'm just going to give like a brief summary. I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. So I'm just going to say the commander. But basically what's happening is Jerusalem's getting attacked. King Hezekiah is reigning right now. And it was prophesied that this was going to happen. Everyone was aware of it. The Lord was like, y'all are ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to let... Assyria attack you, basically. Yeah. Um, so the commander comes into the city and he starts talking to King Hezekiah. And he's like talking about the things that King Hezekiah did before the war is about to start. So he was like, King Hezekiah took away all of the high places of worship. And made everyone come to the temple mm-hmm. to worship God. Yeah. And that was something that God told him to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he obeyed him and did it. And so he comes and meets this commander and the commander is basically like using King Hezekiah's obedience yeah. against him. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically says like, okay you really think that God's going to protect you when you literally just took away all the high places to worship him mm-hmm. and like made everyone come to the temple to do it. Like mm-hmm. really? And King Hezekiah is like, wait a second. That's what the Lord told me to do. Yeah. Like I'm obeying him. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to argue with me? Yeah. And he goes further and says that God is like basically telling Assyria to attack yeah. Jerusalem or judah Mm -hmm. it's like well he's letting it happen because it was a part of his will yeah he's not he didn't tell them to do it they were already gonna do it Mm -hmm. and the lord was like well i'm gonna let kind of like the story of job yeah right yeah god didn't actually put all of those bad things or make all of those bad things happen yeah the enemy did it god just allowed it to happen Yeah, right so king hezekiah knows all of this and he's like I know that this is going to happen. Yeah. He's letting it happen. He's not on your side. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of judgment for this commander. For saying that. Because he's like using God's word against him, basically. What he was trying to do was he was trying, the commander or the enemy in this story was trying to make King Hezekiah question his obedience to the Lord Mm -hmm. and the Lord's will. So... That's sometimes what the enemy will do is if you are following God's will, he's going to try to make you question what you're doing and try to use it against you, Mm -hmm. even though it's something that the Lord told you to do. Right. And then later on in the story, the commander is like saying all of this stuff and he's basically saying like, the Lord's on my side, not on yours. And King Hezekiah turns around to his people and basically tells them to like not say anything, like Mm -hmm. don't fight it just ignore it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of spoke volumes too, because a lot of times, you know, like it's good if you're like spending time alone with God and the enemy tries to like pry at you and you just say like, in the name of Jesus, get away from me. Like absolutely do that. But as far as sitting there and like trying to argue with him, like if you try to argue with him, chances are you're going to end up believing what he's saying because he's going to have a rebuttal. Mm -hmm. So if you say like, well, this, and then like you can fight it with scripture and the conversation. Don't like sit there and go back and forth with him because I think, and and this could be a person, right? It could be someone against our religion. Mm -hmm. You deal with this a lot online.
0: I was just about to say that. Yeah.
1: You want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, because I got this funny YouTube comment the other day on a real video. Like, not like a short, like a video video. Mm. It's crazy because I never, on YouTube shorts, whatever. Mm -hmm. People are going to comment, whatever. But on actual videos, there are people who hate. And it's like, dude, I'm not famous or anything. Yeah. Like, I have like, I get like 100 views on a video. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this guy commented, he was like, something, 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 something. By the way, I'm not the devil. So don't think I am. And it was something where it's like an attack. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't think you're the devil. I think you're a human. Mm -hmm. And I think the devil uses people the same way God uses people. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing of like the devil deceived him so much that he believes in the devil's lies to go out and spew it to everyone who doesn't believe in that lie. Yeah. So it's just it's funny because at the start, like when I first read that comment, I was like, dang, you know, maybe he does have a point mm-hmm. and I should probably reply to him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a second. Why would I do that? Like, he's not open for discussion exactly. yeah. at all. Exactly. And it's funny because I replied to him with, thanks so much for watching this video with a yeah. heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good.
2: This
0: other guy commented and uh, because I talked about submission to God mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and he was like, imagine being so delusional. That you're making a video about how to submit to something that is fake like God. Yeah. And I reply with thanks for watching bro with the heart. Yeah. He probably learned something. Yeah. Whether it's about my story or myself. Yeah. Um. Or about God but like you don't got to agree.
1: Yeah. And that's, I di- that's I, the thing. I
0: didn't agree with the Bible until I got saved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's
0: okay. Yeah. It's all about sowing seeds. Yeah. The first time Ian invited me to church I said no I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah. Now I'm saved and I have a ministry. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know, like, yeah, I didn't believe it either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get off topic on this, but like, it still just like makes me like what you just said still just makes me question like how there are religions out there that are so aggressive and people believe that who they're listening to is telling them to do aggressive things and like, make everyone, be- like, force everyone to believe what they're believing. And it's like, why would a God want us to be forced into something and, like, literally, like, harm people for him? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it amazes me. Because it's like, that's that's what the enemy wants. Yeah. That's not what God wants, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, um, I know you
0: were talking a little bit about Islam there. Yeah. But, you know, Islam was actually prophesied in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And it talks about um, an angel will come down to speak to other prophets mm-hmm. saying, follow me. Mm-hmm. These are my ways. And that's how Muhammad got the message. Yeah. He got it from an angel. And it's like, that was prophesied in the Bible. Yeah. The Bible came before. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways. We won't get on that topic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
1: Uh, back to that story, like what the commander was trying to do to King Hezekiah was to get him to give up. Yeah. It wasn't like to fight against him. Like they didn't want him to go into war. Mm -hmm. Like he literally just wanted him to like surrender basically. And it's crazy because that's what, that's what happened to Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah, Right. The enemy tried to get him to just like give up. It wasn't like to fight. It wasn't, Anything. It was just like give up whatever God's calling you to do, mm-hmm. essentially, and that's what we have to be careful with, and like make sure that we are of sound mind of knowing, like, okay, I know, like, Asher and I know for a fact, without a doubt, that we were getting married mm-hmm. and that we were supposed to get married when we met. Mm-hmm. We knew that that was from God. There was prayers that He was speaking to us, like there were so many. It, we would be crazy if we didn't get married and we mm-hmm. didn't end up together. Okay, we would be disobeying God, and we knew that. So it was any anything that was literally an attack. Obviously, we're not going to answer it, or we're not going to acknowledge it, or listen and just give up because nothing happened to the point where we were like, "I'm just going to give up." But you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we didn't know that. So like we need to be of sound mind and spend time with the Lord and know what he's calling us to do so that when the enemy attacks us, we know that's not from God because I know that God's calling me to do this. Yeah. So now I kind of want to get into like, how do we we fight it?
0: Yeah. And also I just want to say real quick, there's a distinction between God leading you out of something and the enemy telling you to quit Mm -hmm. because I bet some people they're going through something right now where they're like, "Oh well, I think the Lord's actually leading me out of this." And it's like, "No, I actually, just started. The enemy just wants you to quit because he knows your potential."
1: Yeah, and that's I can be vulnerable. Yeah, and that's share what that's I'm what going going happened right now. Yeah, that's what
0: happened with you. Yeah, Go ahead.
1: I stopped making videos for a while, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just posting like older videos from TikTok on my Instagram right now. But I haven't made any new ones recently, and it was kind of me like battling internally. Like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, is this actually what God wants me to do? Like, do I get off the internet and just do the podcast? Or there was just a lot going on in my head. And I kept getting peace about making videos, sharing what I'm learning, like kind of how we're doing on the podcast, but like just more, more specific and like, actually like breaking down scripture. And I felt that, and I talked to Asher about it, and I was like, I don't know, like, I don't- maybe I'm supposed to get into like what all these girls are doing. But then I kept getting messages of like, we have overconsumption of people's lives and I don't want someone to watch my videos and think, I wish I had that life. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to put anything like that out there. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to make people feel that way. Not that it would be my fault that they felt that way, but I just, yeah my my heart's too big to yeah. like put out all of this content about like yeah. look at my life look yeah. how awesome it is you know yeah yeah so um i put up a question on my instagram and asked everyone like hey what like what kind of stuff do you want to see and literally 95 percent of it was either relationship stuff which we're doing yeah. or bible yeah like give me scripture tell me what you're learning doing like a a reading challenge in the Bible like with your followers and I was like I literally had to apologize to God because I was like I'm sure he probably felt like I slapped him in the face yeah. because he had been telling me that for so long and he's like fine you need more like ask people and I'll just have everyone tell you yeah since me telling you is not enough right so I was battling in my head, like, is this really what God's calling me to do? I don't know. The enemy was making me question what I was doing because he knew what I was capable of and he knew that the Lord was capable of speaking through me. Mm-hmm. So the enemy was like, uh-uh, just just do something else. you yeah. know? Just.
0: The same thing happened with me and my content with my YouTube. Yeah. Because, well, I guess mine's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But when I first started my YouTube channel and I was posting content, like I was literally preaching in the gym. Yeah. Like literally had a message on my phone preaching at the machines. And I believe that's what the Lord told me right when I got saved. Yeah. I've always heard continue to obey what God told you Mm -hmm. until he gives you another word. Right. And the Lord hasn't given me another word since then. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to Frisco, um, I was like, I guess I'll do the same. And then when I got here, I started leaning on my flesh to do the work. Mm -hmm. And it felt forced. And that's when the enemy was like, well, I guess it's just time to give up. I guess the Lord's kind of like dragging you out of this one. That's actually not the case at all. And Mm -hmm. this is not me trying to like justify my content or how I make content. But I believe now the Lord just wanted me to change Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what I was doing. Or how you were doing it. How I was doing it. Because the word was preach in the gym. That's what the word was. You can interpret that a lot of different ways. I think God trusts me enough on how I want to do it with him giving me the, the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. So whether it's me literally preaching inside of the gym or me working out while being at home, doing a voiceover of a message, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. And that that's what I've been wrestling with. Like, since I've started to make my new YouTube videos, it's mm-hmm. like, I think me preaching in the gym led me to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. So
0: I'm very thankful I obeyed. Yeah. I, I don't know because I can't tell the future. Yeah. But I really think now the obedience is really going to lead towards our community growing, our yeah. ministry growing, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Because when I first started doing it, I mean, when I reached out to you with like 30,000 followers or something on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot. And well, not a lot. I that's mean, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, Just but less than what I have now.
1: Right. You had an audience and yeah. I was like, wait a second. I've never seen anyone do this before. This is so cool. Yeah.
0: Now preaching in the gym could be go in the gym and preach behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. you can be, you can interpret it a lot of different ways, but that's where I'm at now. And again, the enemy was trying to deceive me and mm-hmm. say, why don't you just quit dude Mm -hmm. like that'll be a lot easier Mm -hmm. i was thinking about doing it a lot Mm -hmm. because i was like we have this podcast thing going like it you know youtube is too much no dude i have more than enough time to do it all these people saying they don't have time now you just don't want it
1: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) um yeah honey that's really good so how do we fight it let's go
1: i want to go to ephesians 6 okay where it talks about the armor of god okay because i feel like parts of this is uh, the whole thing's important yeah but like uh, understanding that we have an enemy and that's how he works like okay now, how are we how are we actually going to fight it so Paul tells us what the armor of God is and he goes through every little bit so within the armor of God I really want to focus on the belt of truth right? oh, okay here we go so we could do an entire episode we could do on an armor of God. Ex- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah 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 we can yeah yeah. And if y'all want to learn more about it, there are about 100 million sermons on it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Ephesians 6 is one of the most popular passages in the entire Bible, right. just because of the armor of God.
1: Yes. Yeah. But, so the more that we know about God's word, like the more that we know that truth and wear the belt of truth so that we can pull scripture, like we talked about earlier in this episode.
0: In Matthew 4. Yes. Yeah. When the,
1: the enemy was trying to use scripture against Jesus. And yeah. then he was like, yeah, but... It is written. Yeah. And then he says the other scripture that is really the truth. Right. So the more that we know God's word, then the less likely it is that we can be deceived by the enemy. Yeah. A lot of times people are like, well, I don't know if it's the enemy or if it's just me or, you know, you never know. People, people say that kind of stuff all the time with like when they're struggling with something, but it's like, do you read your Bible? Yeah. Do you spend time in the word? Do you know what it says? The more that you spend time in the word and the more that you fill your mind with truth, the easier it is to just say, yeah, you can you can say whatever you want to me, enemy, but I know the truth. Yeah. And I know what the Bible says about me, especially when it's like an attack against yourself. Mm-hmm. This is another thing is like a lot of times the enemy will use things that are true, right? Right. Oh, so yeah, no, I ap- could yeah. say
0: he speaks the truth exactly without giving the whole truth.
1: But well, but he speaks the truth in a way of it trying to tear you down. Yeah, right. So let me give you an example so that this makes more sense. He tells me like, you're not you're not good enough and you're not going to be a good wife or a good mother, right? You're a sinner. You mess up all of these things. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm a sinner yeah, I mess up. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. Jesus doesn't call me to be perfect. He says to follow him and be like him, but he knows it's not possible because he was the only perfect person to ever exist. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, you're right. And God's still going to use me. Yeah. And I'm not myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I, that's another thing is like, If he tries to attack me with like what you're capable of doing, it's like, you're right. I'm not capable of doing those things, but I have the Holy Spirit living within me and God is capable of those things. Right. So it's like, yeah, me and my own flesh would never be able to be a good wife or a good mother. Mm -hmm. In fact, before I gave my life to Jesus, I was nervous. And I told people I didn't want kids because I was yeah. like, I can't do this. This is impossible. I would never be able to do that. I would be a horrible mother. And with the people that I was with, I just didn't see myself being a wife. Right. It was always just girlfriend stage for years yeah. until it's finally like, okay, you know what? We've been together for a really long time. So let's just get married. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's right in a way. Like I'm not capable of doing those things. Yeah. But God.
0: Yeah. What God is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh as you were talking about that. So this is how to decipher from it being the enemy or it it being God. So as you are reading through scripture, mm-hmm. if you feel condemned, that is coming from the enemy. Mm-hmm but if you are reading God's word and then you feel a type of conviction mm-hmm. that is coming from God yeah John 3:17 says uh I have come to save the world not condemn it mm-hmm. and Sometimes I am guilty of this. Also, I want to say this real quick. Michelle and I make these messages for her and I.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like this is a conversation Michelle and I have. Yeah. Um,
1: And it's not like we fought the enemy and we're good. Yeah. Like, no, it's no, like no, yeah, no. we, we fought ongoing... Goliath and we're going
0: to get a promotion. Yeah. No, we fight Goliath every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So sometimes I am guilty of reading through a passage and I'm like, wow, I feel like doo-doo. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. And I feel like that because I don't read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I stop at the, wow, I feel really crappy. I feel condemned. Yeah. And if you continue reading, I bet you, you're going to feel a pull from the Holy Spirit and you being convicted. Yeah, And that's, that's what the enemy does Mm -hmm. is he'll, as you read through stuff, He'll pull one little thing, mm-hmm. condemn you for it, mm-hmm. and then you're stuck on that one mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, the wife example, oh, you get to that part where it says, you've had sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. You're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Keep on reading. Mm-hmm. And it says, but you are saved. Mm-hmm. And you are you're, redeemed. You are a new creation. Yeah, you are a new, exactly. And in, yeah. the, in the same way, Paul writes, don't be sexually immoral.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You yeah. read that out of context. Yeah dang, you know what? I've actually done some things to my girlfriend. Probably shouldn't have done that. I feel like crap because this is written in God's word. Repent. Keep on reading. Repent. You'll be forgiven. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's like these little things. And this is why... I really am not a fan of people taking out of context Bible verses Mm -hmm. and posting on social media, especially convicting ones. Mm -hmm. They'll post these verses on the internet and then you're like, dang, that kind of makes me feel like crap. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you keep on reading, then you'll feel a conviction. Yeah. And instead of you being condemned, you're going to want to
1: change. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing that happens a lot when people go to church and Uh, they'll leave churches, right? So they'll go to a church and they'll get, they'll feel super condemned Mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't want to go here anymore. This is ridiculous. One thing that I want to say, and this could upset people, but I want to say it because this is what the word says, is that we acknowledge the fact that we're imperfect Mm -hmm. and that we're sinful. The word of God also says to humble ourselves before the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So if I hear a message that's like, oof, we heard one a couple weeks ago and it was talking about forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. I have some people in my life that I've had a really hard time forgiving. Mm -hmm. And we got in the car and Asher was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, that was just really hard to hear. Mm -hmm. And it was like, but I know it's right. Yeah. Right. I'm humbling myself enough to the next morning, sit in prayer with the Lord and really sit on what was said Mm -hmm. and allow him to help me. With that unforgiveness that I've been holding on to. Right? So if you're hearing a message and you're like, I'm condemned, I don't want to go to the church anymore because it was way too harsh. People that go to Rivers Crossing probably get convicted a lot. Right? The enemy is the one that's making them feel condemned. Yeah. Right? Right. We know truth. We know that we're imperfect. We know that the preacher is speaking from scripture. That is truth. So I'm not going to fight the truth, and I'm going to say, you're right. I'm humbling myself enough to tell the Lord, you're right. I am a mere human, mm-hmm. and you are the truth. Yeah. I know that your word is right, and I know that what I'm feeling is wrong.
0: Yeah. I'll say one more thing, too. Preachers never speak out of context. No. No. If they spoke out of context, they wouldn't have anyone in their church. Yeah. So if you're going... There might
1: be some churches that do. Yeah, but. of course.
0: But for the most part, if you're with a church decent size yeah, and they say something, you're like, ouch, that hurts. If you feel condemned, it's because you didn't listen to the context of the story. Mm-hmm. Because there are triggers, mm-hmm. right? There are triggers. Right. So about the, I don't know, let's say, I'll, I'll get, because Paul was talking about, you know, if you're If y'all two are dating, you shouldn't be living together.
1: Yeah, he. if you watch that episode, uh, the pastor back home basically gave an example of a couple that was no longer allowed to work at the church because they were not married and living together. Yeah,
0: and some people may take that as, you don't understand, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, if you listen to the whole context... Paul's still saying, I love you so much. You just need to work this thing out. But and it's like they like, it triggered them immediately because yes. the they enemy knew it was wrong. Yeah. They knew it was wrong and the enemy has lied to them so much, saying that it is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot of times is you get these messages from pastors or from the internet and you're and you're just like instantly triggered. Mm-hmm. It's because you're in this thing where the enemy keeps telling you these lies where you just want to believe. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's like, no, no, that no, no, is, no. You're not Jesus is not condemning you in any way. He's yeah. not doing that. I promise you he's not yeah. doing that. He wants you to read in context. yeah like any book in the entire world you need to read in context. yeah, yeah. yeah. you know if I <laughs> I can say some out of context out of pocket things mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. For example, I pray this doesn't get clipped. <laughs> this is something that will completely you know change your mindset on something. Let's say, yeah. I saw my daughter naked. Someone just heard that randomly. What the heck? Why'd you see her naked? And then it's like I was—I saw my daughter naked because I had to change her diaper. Yeah. Like two completely different scenarios. Right. But the first thought with you saw your daughter naked, dude. That's yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. Like they could have thought my daughter was 35.
2: Right. <laughs> Seriously, they could
0: have thought my daughter was 20 with her boyfriend and they were having sex. Yeah. They could have thought a lot of different things. Yeah. But then when I give the other context and me saying, well, yeah, she's three months old and she pooped her pants. (laughs) I had to change her diaper. Yeah. You know? And that's the same thing when it comes to, you know, you having sex before marriage, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God, blah, 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 blah. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. And you're redeemed Mm -hmm. and saved by grace. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. And then
1: he calls us to repent after we, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you read the, dang, I've had sex before a marriage. I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's when Satan's going to condemn you. Yeah. You suck. You yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. Keep reading. Yeah. Paul goes on to say, well, hold on. Yeah. Here's the good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's all I got to say on that matter. Yeah.
1: And... I think uh, part of what you said, when you mentioned the couple, right, and they, the enemy had them believe that what they were doing was okay, that's another lie from the enemy that is detrimental to your relationship with the Lord. If he is trying to tell you and convince you that what you are doing is okay, right? Like some people like to pick and choose what they follow in the Bible, and if you do that and the enemy's like, well, you're following 80% of it. So if you don't do this one thing, let's use that as an example, right? I'm following 80% of the Bible, but I'm going to live and sleep with my partner, even though we're not married. The enemy will make you think that that's okay. And you are destroying your relationship with the Lord. If you fully have a relationship with him and you felt those convictions and you're ignoring it, you're going to miss everything else he's trying to tell you because that is like
0: that's the barrier yes between you exactly and hearing god's will yes. for your life yeah so this is completely off topic but i promise you i promise you if you're like dude i haven't heard from the lord in so long i don't even know what he sounds like anymore i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing dude, i'm lost dude you're probably not living up to God's word. Exactly. And none of us are. We're never going to live up to yeah, God's exactly. glory. However, you probably have some secret sin yeah. that you are believing the enemy telling you, no, dude, it's, it's okay. okay. Yep. I promise you. Yep. I knew we were going to get back to this verse, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to come full circle. So this is Romans 7, verse 21. So again, what Michelle and I just said, we said there's Mm -hmm. always going to be the enemy saying, it's okay, Mm -hmm. okay? I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is a war with my mind. Mm -hmm. And if you are living in that secret sin... You're going to be at that war within your mind of you being like, I want to hear from God, but I can't. So you're fighting and battling all these different thoughts. And it's like, dude, if you just let go of that secret sin that you're believing the enemy say it's okay, then you'll start to hear from him again.
1: Yeah, that's another lie. Like he can attack us when we're following the Lord, right? And put doubt in our mind and fear in our mind. But another thing he can do is convince us that... When we are doing something against God's word, it's okay.
0: Yeah, and Michelle and I were just talking about this today. We're not saying be on the legalistic side. Oh, what's a sin? What's not a sin? I need to do this. Right. I don't need to do this. But blah, if you are ignoring blah. convictions, yeah, is what I am saying, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was about to get into. Is never look at is this a sin? Is this not a sin? Please don't do that. Mm-hmm. You are going to fall into the ditch of legalism. Mm-hmm. What you need to be asking yourself is, is this wise or is this not wise? That's the only, that. that's the question you should be asking. There yeah. are too many people in the church that are saying, is this a sin? Is this not a sin? Dude, that's is the terrible. Is this terri- bringing
1: me closer to the Lord?
0: Yeah, like that's a terrible question because yeah. if you're trying to fight on the line, mm-hmm. then you're, you're completely discounting what a relationship actually means. Right. Like imagine, honey, you telling me your past mm-hmm. about like certain, you know, words that come up or like it may trigger you in some way. And I'm like, well, am I allowed to say this? Is this like pushing the line? Imagine if I asked you stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, really? I just told you that like if you did this and this and this, it would upset me. And you're asking if this would be okay. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Right. And I feel like a lot of times we do that. Yeah. In the church is right. we're like, well, God, I, I know you said that we shouldn't have sex before marriage, but like, can I like, you know feel a little bit down there i mean is that okay Mm -hmm. and it's like dude you're missing the whole point right i'm guilty yeah hello (laughs) you know but another example how far can i get until i'm not drunk Mm -hmm. i know you said not to be drunk but like can i get like a little bit tipsy or a Mm -hmm. little bit Mm buzz like i know it's not drunk and it's like same thing bro yeah in the eyes of god you're you're missing the whole point of a relationship with him yeah God, I know you said like smoking weed's not a sin, but like I, I feel like I read better when I'm smoking weed. I feel like I'm more connected to you. So you're relying on weed and not my spirit?
1: Hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. So it's like we tear the line sometimes. Yeah. And it's like.
1: That's what the enemy wants us to do. No. It, like that, he wants that, us to. I just, was about to
0: say, I was about to come back full circle. Yeah. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. Yeah. He wants you to question God. Yeah is this a sin? Is this not a sin? Yeah. I believe this is something I believe. I believe what God wants you to start asking is, is this wise? Is this not wise? Right. That's how you're really going to be fighting the enemy the correct way.
1: Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So we hope that this episode encourages you and, and helps you fight the enemy. And I know, there's a lot of churches out there that don't like to talk about it because they don't want to give him power, but it's not about giving him power. It's about understanding his tactics so that we can fight him with truth Mm -hmm. and um, with God's spirit. So yeah,
0: it's not not about giving him power. It's about God. It's about giving God glory.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there is. If you believe in God, then you believe that there's also the alternative mm-hmm. and the enemy that is at work against us, and he's real. He's out there. There's spiritual attacks happening all the time, and just be on watch, like Paul says in First Peter, and making sure that we we know what's what he's capable of and and how he wants to attack us. So
0: thank you guys for all the support. We love you guys so much.
1: Oh, and there's still time to enter our giveaway. Yes. So go to Seven our Instagram. Seven more days on our Instagram. There is a pinned post yes. that is about entering a giveaway to get the awe of God. So uh there's still time for that.
0: We love you guys so much. Catch y'all next Wednesday on the tripod.